0: Hey fuzzbuts, this is Shark, and I'm here with my co-host...
1: Kona! What's up, everybody?
0: Hey, Kona, what's happening? Not much, man. Mm. You know what we're talking about today, Kona? Uh, being fat. Hey! That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna uh, be talking about the body positivity movement. Right, right. And how positive its impact is on humanity. Hmm. I don't know about that. What do you mean you don't know about that? Uh, it is beautiful to be fat, girl.
1: Yeah. I mean, oh, boy. I don't... That's I, yeah, fine. Gender neutral being? Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about being uh, overweight. Some people enjoy it. Some people don't. Some people, you know, make believe they do believe they like being overweight.
0: They convince themselves that as, because they're overweight, they convince themselves that it's a positive thing? I think so, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, so how are we going to start this? I guess we could kind of start talking about what exactly the body body positivity movement is. Yeah,
1: that might work. Explain Um, to people what we're talking about. So
0: my gathering is that it was initially created as a body positivity movement in the sense that um, you have stretch marks, that's beautiful. You have scars, that's beautiful. You have warts all over your body, that's fine. You have... Any sort of a skin condition or something that makes your body kind of unique in any sort of way that's ex- that's beautiful and that's awesome actually that's I really like the idea of the body positivity movement being that way like if a woman was obese and she lost a bunch of weight and now she's got stretch marks all over her body like that would be me I got stretch marks all over my body so the body positivity movement theoretically, should be embracing me as a skinny person covered in stretch marks. Right. Um, pregnant woman covered in stretch marks. Let's say you had a really bad incident as a child, left you with a bit, like, maybe you got burnt really bad, so you, now you've got this really just crazy-looking leg mm-hmm. body positivity movement. Uh, yeah, that's, that's fine. Um, it, it appears to have been hijacked, however, and I will use that word. It has been hijacked by the fat acceptance movement. So... Now, the body positivity movement is anti-skinny. They are dividing themselves up between skinny fat, medium fat, and then I don't know what fat fat is. Just We'll just call it obese. Uh, You're not allowed to say obese. I was just about to say the word obese is actually offensive now. They want you to use the word fat. Yeah,
1: but fat's good. Skinny's bad.
0: Um, And then when people bring up the idea of what body positivity is, uh, the fat people get really upset about that. And they say that the movement was never created for people like them. It was always meant to be for uh, obese people.
1: No, no. Uh, Beautiful, heavy people. I don't know how they put it. So
0: So it's kind of interesting to see that movement kind of hijacked. Um, And there's a lot that we can kind of go into about that because there's a lot to this body positivity, fat acceptance movement that's just bizarre
1: now you know if you people think like oh you know they shouldn't be talking about this you know i think we both have experience talking about this because i've been up over 300 pounds myself and i've been down to 200 pounds and right now i'm hovering around 240 how tall are you i'm six foot three
0: right and for me i'm five nine five ten and my heaviest was 220 right um, uh, my lightest was 145, and I'm hovering at about 160 right now, so... I thought you were a little smaller. Am I?
1: you just, yeah, you're always looking good.
0: Thanks, I need to get back down to 145, that's my, like, ideal weight. Um, and something else that kind of just gets me is that the fat side of this, they will say that the BMI is very racist and oppressive, um... It makes people who shouldn't be considered obese, obese. And so they're just kind of going all out of their way to to say that they themselves are not necessarily obese. You
1: know, the uh, heavy people, fat people uh, are stating, also stating that they're being
0: uh, oppressed. They are. They yeah. are. Yeah. And this is pretty bizarre is they state that they are being oppressed by skinny people. And they compare, they they call themselves marginalized bodies, and they compare themselves to people that have more um, more melanin in their skin. So, anybody who might be Latin, black, whatever, if you're if you're not considered white, you are marginalized um, apparently, and so the fat movement is also marginalized. Um, and apparently, it's like LGBT as well. Because something I find interesting is, they will say that you are a straight-bodied person, and that would be somebody who's skinny or like a normal size.
1: Now, honestly, I I can't wait till I can get down to a a lighter size myself because I've always struggled with uh, weight issues. But
0: right, and that's yeah. and that's the thing is they're gonna sit here and they tell us that the reason that they are obese is because of genetics um honestly i thought that my whole life i really thought that my whole life because i grew up with fat women everybody in my damn family was fat i was fat the second i reached puberty i blew up so i just thought it was genetics it actually turns out because my grandma was always skinny my grandma's generation was always skinny but my aunts and my mom were always obese and so i just thought that's just how it is, that's just part of being a woman, As you reach puberty and your hormones go all out of whack, and and you become overweight. Um, and I've been on my own personal, like, journey as far as dieting and everything goes, losing weight, because my my family never taught me anything about nutrition, the only thing I knew was the backwards pyramid, the food pyramid that the government teaches us, and now we know that that's all wrong. Um. But I learned that it was all wrong on my own over the course of about 10 years in my 20s. You know, you, you break out of eating, because I grew up eating fast food and boxed foods. And I know you're pretty darn close to that. You know, we both grew up a little more on the oh, poor side yeah. of the spectrum. So it's like... I got, didn't get fast food. No, no, you didn't. But like, that was always... We always got boxed foods and Top Ramen. And then when my mom had extra money, we would go to Burger King or, or McDonald's or something. Lucky.
1: And well, not really. Lucky, no, no,
0: it was horrible. Back
1: then, you know, people thought it was okay. People still do think it's okay, right? But it's not.
0: Um, and so when I re- when I got when I got my first job and I was starting to pay for my own stuff because the second I got a job I had to pay for my own stuff. Um, and that's when I started really kind of diving into cooking. I mean, when I was a kid, I was always the one that cooked. My mom hated cooking, so like I would cook. I learned how to cook box foods pretty young, <laughs> but. Anyways, when I could start buying my own foods and ingredients, I started playing around with things, and it's it's a journey. Like I went from like I said fast food and things like Hamburger Helper and Top Ramen. Well, now I'm starting to look for things like special case cereals because I think that's healthy. What?
1: Special K is not healthy. No this cereal is, what, is healthy.
0: No, this is my. I'm explaining my my thought process oh, okay. of learning. I'm
1: like, Special K cereal? No, no I'm no, I'm no.
0: explaining my thought process of learning about nutrition. Um, so I went from a very very bad diet to thinking, okay, things that are advertised as healthy, like Special K cereals, cereal bars, um, granola bars, things like this. Those are healthy. So, and I've always kind of incorporated fruits and vegetables in my diet a little bit. But um yeah no as far as as far as dieting goes I learned pretty quick that I was still keeping the weight on with these special K I was still having a hard time losing weight so then I started doing these diets that people would tell me about you know like oh just eat chicken breasts and rice fad diets um and things like that and I still struggled with that now I learned a lot about how the government poisons us with our foods and how the government keeps us fat with with putting certain ingredients into our processed foods, and even things like milk. Milk is chock full of sugar. Like, things that we think or we consider are healthy, they still are pretty unhealthy for us because there's hidden ingredients that are keeping us fat. Because they want us to keep coming back to that product, so they make the product delicious and yummy and not necessarily healthy. So. um, Like a good example of that would be, you can stay home and cook chicken fettuccine, which isn't the healthiest thing, but this is just an example. You could stay home and cook chicken fettuccine, and let's say it's a 500-600 calorie meal. But if you go out to the Olive Garden, they want you to come back. They're selling you a product. So they're going to have more sugars in their food. They're going to have more oils, more fats, more butters. So that 600 calorie meal, you're now looking at 1,000 plus calories for a meal of fettuccine. Right? Well,
1: it's also portion sizes because, it is portion you sizes. know, it's like, you know, you, when you sit down at home and you put, put your portion out, I mean, it's going to be a certain size or it should be. And then when you go to Olive Garden, it's like all oh, you can eat. Ooh. But
0: that's, but the, but the point here is, is that when you go out to eat somewhere or when you're looking at products on a shelf, they want you to be a reoccurring customer. They want you to constantly come back. And to do that, they have to sell, they have to use fats and sugars and oils because that's what our body naturally craves. So they're manipulating us. They they're, they know through, because of science, we know that this is what the body needs to really function or like the, not necessarily function, but these are things that are kind of rare in nature. All right.
1: All right. Well, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, you know, we'll talk more about you in a second. It's like, for me, I mean, mine's pretty easy reason I've always gained weight and I have a hard time losing weight is because one I eat too much and two I eat the crap I shouldn't be eating. For me that's just that's right. that's my bad thing. But for you, I mean tell me about, you know, a little bit about your journey, about how you've been losing weight. I mean, what have you done to change the way you you do things? I mean,
0: Okay, well, so um I kind of developed like a gluten intolerance in my late 20s was it about my late 20s i was breaking out of rashes i actually right. dropped a bunch of weight because i couldn't eat i was throwing up all the time uh-huh. like i was having a really hard time with my digestive system uh and so this really started to this forced me to stop eating Crap. bread products essentially <laughs> um and and so I would look at a piece of bread and I would go, oh wow, there's actually 100 calories in one slice of bread. And when I make a sandwich... Because I, I had to become conscious about what kind of grains and wheats and things that they were using, so I got very accustomed to looking at the uh, information on the back. And that's when I noticed, like, wow, my, my sandwich might have 200 calories with the vegetables, but my bread alone, I'm sitting at three 400 calories. And so I started to realize that bread is not that great for you. Um, Breaded things, like when you go out and you get something that's breaded and deep fried. Um, So something that has really stopped me, like has helped me with losing weight. And and we joke about this because, (laughs) we, we just joke about this. I cannot eat an American diet. That's what screws me up. American diet, the American diet... I, I gain weight like there's no tomorrow. My body cannot handle it. So we eat a lot of Asian food. Like I, I make a lot of Asian meals. The noodles that I use, they're rice noodles. Uh, we eat a lot of vegetables, some fruits. Like You know, we, we do eat fruits, but not as many. We eat more vegetables, some fruits. We eat meat. Um, but even... I don't eat a lot of gluten anymore, but even when I go out to eat, I gotta get, like, a lettuce-wrapped hamburger. Exactly. Um, Because if I'm finding that I can't eat fried foods and I can't eat breaded foods, and the American diet is almost entirely that. It's either fried or breaded. Whether it's home-cooked or... Restaurant, it's 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 gonna be sitting in oil or it's breaded. All right.
1: Well, what does this have to do with the fat body acceptance takeover?
0: Well, this has to do this. This is a pretty damn relevant because they, like I said, they are stating that it's genetic. That you have Who to is the, the, fat the, the, people? the fat movement. The, okay. The, the body positivity movement is stating that this is all genetic and that you cannot lose weight as a fat person. Being fat is out of your control. You need to love your body no matter what size you are, except if you're skinny, you need to hate yourself because you're a piece of shit, gain some weight. Um, But if you're fat, you're beautiful because that's your genetics. And, And that's what I'm saying, it's not. I used to think it was genetics, but it's not. I've learned that the American diet, which a vast majority of us are eating, is really really unhealthy for you well, of course if people could learn how to cook for themselves and just stop like be a little more adventurous with your diet what, what what's what's getting us is laziness is essentially the issue right
1: fast food
0: fast food processed foods um a lot of people emotionally eat uh-huh. a lot of people I do that sometimes a lot of people don't have a lot of pleasure in their life so they've associated foods with pleasure, like high sugar foods. Right, it high, that high. It does, it, it does. Um,
1: now don't get us wrong, you know, we still do things we're not supposed to once in a while, but we kick ourselves in the butt because it makes us sick. Are you kidding
0: me? We just went out to barbecue today. I know. And I feel kind of blech after yeah, it. But right, I'm like, but oh man, like, that barbecue. <laughs> it was good, man. It was like, damn good.
1: It was like, Ugh.
0: Yeah, so, um... So yeah, so that's kind of why I wanted to talk about nutrition a little bit. Like, just kind of, you know, touch on the fact that the, because another thing is that they say that you shouldn't be allowed to diet. Like, you should be, you shouldn't be okay with dieting, but that word has been manipulated to be a negative word because the word diet does not necessarily mean I'm going to be on a temporary like food regimen, you know, like it, 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 the word diet means that's what you eat on a regular basis. I I think it
1: should be changed from let's go on a diet to let's eat a more well-balanced nutritional meal that we cooked ourselves and smaller portions.
0: Right, like like instead of saying we need to go on a diet, it's it should be we need to change our diet. Because right now I might be on an American diet that's full of sugars and carbs and oils right. and butters. But I need to be on a healthier, I need to be more aligned with a healthier diet where I'm intaking a lot more vegetables and well, fruits Well, you know, and, and I've seen some
1: people, it's like if people go, oh, I don't have time to eat, I don't have time so to do this, I don't have time to do that. So I got to go through a fast food restaurant. Well, take one of your days off that most people have, use some of the time, and pre-make your meals and put them in a freezer.
0: And how long did that fast food take you to get?
1: Depends what time it is. Because
0: a lot of the times for us, it takes us anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes to drive somewhere, and that's a round trip, so double that. So it can take up to 40 minutes just in drive time to go get your fast food. You sit in the drive-thru anywhere from 5 to 10 to 15 minutes... And then you eat your food.
1: Well, they have all these delivery companies now, so you just wait for your food. But
0: still... Oh, yeah, that's You right. have to wait for your I food. I never use that stuff. And need to buy. something that has always stuck with me, I don't remember the quote, I don't know who said it, but it's just the principle of it has always stuck with me. And the guy said, the longer, the more time you spend in your kitchen, the healthier you will be.
1: <laughs> Pretty much.
0: And the issue is that Americans just don't like to cook. We're lazy. We don't know how. They don't want to try to learn how to cook. I don't know why they don't want to try to learn. Like my mom is one of them. She's like, I hate cooking. And I just, I don't understand that because- Because
1: it's easier to go have somebody do it for you.
0: For me, I enjoy spending time in the kitchen. I really do. I really like the kitchen. Um, I don't know. I just- you're a good cook too. Thank you. I don't associate the kitchen with a negative thing. But when I started working at 15, it was fast food. And then as soon as I could, I got into restaurants. So, I guess I've always been cooking and I kind of see how restaurants do it. Like, you go out to a restaurant where you're going to sit down and you think you're having a really nice meal with the home cooked. You know, they, they just made the potatoes and bullshit. Those potatoes were pre packaged. That gravy was most likely pre packaged. A lot of the stuff that they're serving in restaurants nowadays, especially at, at, right. at chains like Olive Garden, Texas Roadhouse, like sit down, nice chains they have to be prepackaged applebees because, because they don't have time no that's not the it's case be fast. The, the case is that it needs to be consistent uh. that applebees needs to taste exactly the same in florida as it does in washington or in texas or in oklahoma well, i don't go to applebees but you know what i'm saying like that's the thing like it, you so back in the day when like our great grandparents were first getting fast food you knew that they were pounding the hamburger they were cutting the cheese they were slicing the onions that was way back then though like now like i said it's all about consistency and this is something i was taught in fast food like it has to be consistent. No, I
1: understand that. It has to be uniform. It has to look the same. It has to. It means every time you get a burger from somewhere, it one needs to look exactly the same as the other burger. It's like a, it's like, getting off a conveyor belt. This burger, that burger, oh, well, that one's a hair off. Throw that one away. But they all have to look exactly the same. And like mm-hmm. you said, that has to use prepackaged stuff to give uniformity to uh, other stuff.
0: Right. And, and other things that people don't necessarily think about is, what are they putting in your food? Because your health is not something on these companies' minds. They don't give a shit about your health. All they want is for you to be a reoccurring customer. So they want that product to look pretty and they want it to taste good. Now, something that we kind of learned, because I'm like really paranoid about things, I'll look at packaging and I'll say, what the hell is that weird ingredient that I have never seen before? And I'll look it up and it goes, Oh, it's linked to cancers, but in small doses or like it's like it's safe in small doses. Okay, well what happens when every restaurant, every fast food place, every company is putting that in their bread to make their bread look nice and you're going out and you're eating that that bread from different places four or five times a week or you're getting processed foods that have these ingredients that cause cancer in large doses, but in minimal doses they're safe what happens when you're taking all of these minimal doses from all these different sources we're seeing more rates of cancer
1: all right well you know we're, we're you're rambling about stuff and we did be ramble back over to well, the body i don't understand
0: what's wrong with it because this is very important I but think. we're
1: but we're sitting here we're talking about the body fat takeover of the movement we're not talking yeah. about somebody's lifestyle and diet we're, i mean it's but these are
0: important people need to think about these things because the, the the body positivity movement, they're trying to tell you that it's okay to overindulge in all of these foods. It's okay to be gluttonous is essentially what's happening, and that's one of the sins.
1: Well, I also know that they are talking about that they're getting doctors to say that your weight isn't a reason...
0: That's well, and causing
1: that's, your joint pain.
0: Yeah, so doctor visits is a little and ridiculous. It's getting to the point now where um, it, I think it started with one woman and she had made, like, do not weigh me cards. Right. And it was like, oh, well, come to my website and print it out. And then when you go to the doctor, you just show the doctor your don't weigh me card. And, and if they do have to weigh you, then just don't show me my weight because I don't want to know what my weight is. I just want to live in, like, bliss, you know? Um, I just want to be fat forever and live in my bliss. Like So, yeah, so they're asking doctors not to weigh them. Um, now you're seeing doctors on TikTok. I I say doctors in quotes. You're seeing doctors on TikTok coming out and saying that being obese is not associated with the pain with the uh, the joint pain and with all these health problems. It doesn't increase your cardiovascular risks, it doesn't increase your joint risks, it doesn't increase this or that. But I don't know where this information is coming from because my whole life it's pretty obvious. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. My whole life I've been told that obese people are at higher risk of cardiovascular disease. They have a harder time breathing. They A lot of obese people are on sleep. Um, well, they have sleep apnea. Exactly.
1: What you're talking about, I had it when I was younger. I had sleep apnea.
0: Right when you were obese. When
1: I was obese. Like how big were you? Um, over three hundred. God, he showed I me know. a picture. I'm I, like, I, I told him <laughs> to stop weighing me. <laughs> I'm like, I hit three hundred. I don't want anybody else to know what I weigh. I'm like, I don't want to know that I'm over three hundred. Right. But I hit three hundred and. And it was mostly because it was an inactive lifestyle where I wasn't doing anything. I was sitting on my butt a lot, I wasn't doing much And that's part of it, yeah and that was a huge part of it, plus I was eating stuff I wasn't supposed to well, not the, what I wasn't supposed to, but I wasn't eating healthier mm-hmm. um and, and it's like when I lost the weight, my sleep apnea went away right you no know, you know i it's like and you you know I snore sometimes, not all the time. But when I lost more weight, I didn't snore. Right. I got a better sleep. I could sleep better when I was skinnier. Now I've been trying to slowly lose weight again, trying to become more active. And when I was overweight, I couldn't run very far. Boy, I'd be like huffing and puffing like, oh my god, I can't breathe, feeling like I'm having a heart attack. Right. You know, I've lost a lot of weight since then. I was out in the the park the other day running with my dog and I was surprised beyond belief that I wasn't huffing and puffing when I ran. And I hadn't run in a while.
0: You both were so precious. <laughs> I know.
1: But I was running for a while. And it's like, oh, surprised. I'm not huffing and puffing as bad as I used mm-hmm. to. My cardiovascular has been a little bit better because I've been losing weight.
0: Right. And and I know that when I was 220, I was so uncomfortable in my body.
1: Oh, big my,
0: time. My... People that know me um, on the internet and, per, and definitely in, in real life, they know that I've got issues with my back um, from because I've beat my body up a lot. Uh, but the weight that I had at two twenty, it was just like d- devastating on my knees. I don't
1: believe you. And I mean, I think you're lying. I, I mean.
0: just I, I felt so much <laughs> yeah I felt so much better when I lost the weight like of course. and even so i was at 145 and that's the ideal weight for my size like my height uh and like i said i've gained like 10 15 pounds and even now i'm like oh my god like i can feel it on my back um like when you have certain issues with your body the extra weight definitely exemplifies what's happening Mm -hmm. so with my lower back i'm like in pain a lot of the times and it affects my legs and when i was obese, I was having a lot more issues. I was having issues with walking. I was having issues with my joints and my legs.
1: And you know, it's like, we're not saying there's anything wrong with being overweight. If you want to be overweight, be overweight, but don't sit there and shame somebody else.
0: Don't sit there and tell the world and don't tell yourself that it's healthy. Now, like he said, if you, cause I've got an aunt and I love her. She's, and she's been this way my whole life. I've always known her as like a really obese woman. But we never had to be PC around her. We never had to be, you know, speak a certain way around her. Like we would, jo- we would crack jokes about fat people and she would laugh. She said, you know, I bet you if you ask her, she'll say, oh, goddamn, like, yeah, fat people are unhealthy. Every time we would have a family gathering, she has a hard time getting up. She, you know, she has a, she breathes a lot heavier when she has to walk to the bathroom or something. Um, And, and she's always complaining, especially now that she's an older woman, I think she's in her fifties now, she's always complaining about the pain in her legs. And that's another thing is that the fat, the fat acceptance movement, the body positivity movement, they say, well, I'm perfectly healthy. Yeah, right now.
1: Exactly. You're in your 20s, in exactly. your
0: 30s. What's going to happen 20 years from now? Your body can't take that. Your body was not, no, like the human body was not built to be three, four, five hundred pounds. It wasn't even built to be 200 pounds. For somebody like you, you're a tall guy. Like right. you're very stocky. Like 200 pounds is your I mean, ideal you weight. You know, if I was
1: like lifting weights all the time, I'd weigh at least 250, 300 pounds because all the muscle, but. The muscle doesn't put strain on your body like the fat does because the muscle holds your body together.
0: And it does it does a lot like if you have a lot more weight from the muscle it does actually um contribute a little bit to issues. But Well, yeah, but, but not but, like so, but going I'm back saying. to the go ahead and be obese, be overweight. That's perfectly fine. Like I don't have any issue with obese people. Like I said my aunt is obese. I've got my all the women in my family are obese. Like I've never had an issue with overweight people, ever. The only issue is when you try to convince yourself and the world that obese is healthy because now you're seeing this movement where they're convincing people, especially younger girls who are very vulnerable because they're overweight and they feel very uncomfortable in their bodies and they might be depressed. Like, girls go through a lot of shit when they go through puberty. Like right. There's a lot going on with uh. with, with girls. And... And boys get it too, but you got to think a girl, her body changes oh, way yeah. more than a man. Like a male well, does. men
1: can lose weight easier than women, but um,
0: they are really going after these vulnerable girls and telling them like it's healthy to be overweight. You go ahead and keep being overweight, honey. Like just keep it's fine, and it makes. And I think they do it because it makes themselves feel better about being overweight. Because I've been watching a lot of stuff. I love watching fat people online. I'm like, I'm like Lilo from Lilo and Stitch. I'm like, aren't they beautiful? <laughs> and some it's, of them are beautiful. Because what, it what I really like depends about on what I like about fat people is I love watching them lose weight. Like, you see, and this is most people, because fat people. I think a lot of fat people are like, oh my god. Like, if I go to the gym, people are gonna be staring at me and they're gonna be judging me. And no, when you go, when I see a fat person at the gym, I'm like, fucking get it. Like, get it, girl. Yeah. Like, get it um just in general like and that's why i like watching fat people online because i love watching them lose weight i love because when somebody's obese there's usually a mental issue involved like there's some sort of a trauma or maybe it's become a comfort thing and they can't break that comfort cycle of eating their emotions there's something mental going on for a lot of people so when an obese person loses loses weight, they're not just transforming their bodies, but they're transforming their spirit. They're growing as an individual. And their mind and everything else. And I else. love yeah, exactly. seeing that. I love seeing um, a person evolving. That's like one wow. of my favorite things. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with it, but I love watching people evolve spiritually, mentally, and physically. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, and that's what that's why this this fat acceptance movement. Frustrates me so much is because they are like stifling the evolution.
1: Well, they're telling people that they're okay. the they're t- The fat movement are saying we're beautiful, we're big, accept it, you know, and look at us, make you know, treat us awesome and wonderful. But then it's like they look at somebody that's skinny and go, "Oh, you're ugly," you know, get away from me. You
0: know, yeah, it's like, you oh, make me feel insecure about myself. So you're a piece of shit. Right. It's and like I've it's like that fat it's version like, of hell? Mean Girls, you know? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so exactly. I got I have to tell this story because we're talking about like obese people. This is one of my favorite stories to tell because it happened in real life and uh okay, so Kona and I we live in <clears throat> excuse me, we live in Florida and so we get like seasonal passes to places or not seasonal, annual passes to oh. places. <clears throat> so we got an annual pass to like Busch Gardens and SeaWorld. They're the same place pretty much. They're owned by the same people. And we go to Sea... I love roller coasters. I love roller coasters. And we go to SeaWorld, and we are in line for actually my favorite roller coaster, the Mako. It's really, really fast, and there's a lot of ups and downs. You get a lot of airtime in your seat. It's fucking fun. But um, <laughs> there's this guy, and he's got to be... How big you think he is? Like 400 pounds? The
1: one that rides mm-hmm. the roller coasters all the time? Or the other no,
0: person. no, no! The the obese guy that they had to like get him in his seat. Oh,
1: I have no idea. He, I don't he, even want to guess. He,
0: he had to have been at least four hundred pounds.
1: I've seen him with multiple people though.
0: But this is my story. <laughs> we're we're waiting in line, and this guy sits down in Mako, and Mako has one of those restraints where it just you don't have to buckle. It doesn't go around your whole body or anything. It, there's, it's just a triangle that goes over your crotch essentially, and right, it keeps right. you in place and the employees he's like oh yeah just just push it like come on like I'm, i am I want to ride this ride like just push it and so he gets one of the male employees to come over and this guy is like he's like on his tippy toes all of his weight in his arms like trying to push this restraint down and he's like i can't like i'm uncomfortable doing this like i'm gonna hurt like i can't i i know like you can't ride the ride if you can't fit So this guy, this obese guy, gets his buddy to come, like, and all of, of course, all of his buddies are, like, Chad looking guys, you know, they're all pretty good looking guys, like, they're all fit, and uh, not not fit, but they've got normal sized bodies, you know, and (laughs) his buddy comes over, and this motherfucker is, like, putting all his weight onto this obese guy's restraint, and finally it buckles in place, and he's like,
1: the one lock.
0: Yeah, it locks, and he's like, okay, cool, I can ride this ride, and it's like, I'm thinking to myself while I'm watching this. I'm like, dude, this has to be some sort of a moment for you. Like, if you like going on rides, this has to be some sort of an epiphany where you're thinking to yourself, okay, if I'm gonna keep riding rides, I've got to lose at least 20, 30 pounds. Like, I don't have to necessarily be skinny, but I gotta at least start losing something. Like, if if I got if I got fat like that, and I, I like I said, I love riding roller coasters. If I couldn't ride a roller coaster, come on, like. It's a hint. Well, it's you a know, hint. You also like start losing think, weight.
1: You also got to think that you know I saw a lot of people. They got in there. They were overweight, and they're like, "We can't lock it. You need to get out." And they felt really bad. And I understand that you know mm-hmm. and it's bad, but amusement parks can't make bigger rides for bigger people. And that's the
0: thing is that the movement wants. They they and, say and that. They're being oppressed because seats aren't big enough for but them. But
1: in certain places, it can't be done. It's not possible. You can't make a like, bigger seat for a bigger person on a roller coaster because it has to be built a certain way. Right, like with physics, the physics, the weight, distribution, g-force, everything,
0: everything. Like, let's just imagine. And then if a the roller seat's coaster. too big,
1: hold on. If the seat's too, if the seat's too big. Then you have a regular person that can't even get in it because it won't hold them. They'll fly out of the damn thing. So you exactly. can't have a roller coaster just for a few heavy people.
0: Right, right. Because, I mean, it's, it's true. Like, imagine, okay, like a Ferris wheel might be a good example. Like, when they're loading up the Ferris wheel, they have to make it even. Exactly. Um, so let's say that you and your friend are in a cart on the ferris wheel with well, a person that's ex- like totally opposite from you they have to weigh about the same amount so uh, if, uh, if, adjustment of average but, yeah because yeah, there's a i've been on i've been on rides where you can't have a single rider right i remember be, you tried to get on right one and they wouldn't let you because of the weight distribution it's like in order for this ride to properly function it has to be <clears throat> it has to have even weight distribution
1: and it's like you know and i'm talking about heavy people not being able to get into roller coasters well there's certain roller coasters I can't get in because I'm too big. And it's not because I'm overweight. It's because yeah, just just, 'cause I'm just too big.
0: You're too tall, yeah. I mean, my legs
1: don't, I mean my back's sitting off of off Kona, the seat. Kona, What, huh?
0: What? Did hmm? you ever think that you might be oppressed?
1: No. I just think that I Stop eat. it. No. Stop it. Oh, you are I, oppressed. Am I supposed to be oppressed? You're being oppressed oh, by straight bodied no, and abled I, people. I, maybe if I just ate properly and exercised mm. better and I'd be in better shape, then maybe I wouldn't you know
0: no, your height problem. oppresses. Yeah, your yeah, height. my height. Yeah. yeah, I
1: can't do anything about that.
0: <sighs> what am I going to do with
1: you? Uh, I have, I could think of a few things.
0: You could... Oh, jeez. Oh, gee. Gee whiz. So,
1: tell me. You know, we're talking about a little <laughs> bit of different things, but uh, how did you enjoy your podcast that you did with the uh, Furry Raiders?
0: Oh, I actually really enjoyed that. Um,
1: Sounded pretty good.
0: Yeah, it did. I'll have to have them on. we will have to have them on the podcast. Oh,
1: well, somebody. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe the whole group, you'll see what you can do.
0: Like, get one of them on at a time kind yeah. of a thing. Um, yeah, because, listen, I know that... Uh, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. Of all the things that I've said, this will probably be the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Um, People really don't like the furry raiders because they assume that they are Nazis. And when i was called a nazi when i when like when the furry mob tried to cancel me and they were calling me a nazi and hitler and all this crazy stuff i thought to myself wow the fandom thinks that i'm all of these things and i'm not a single one of these things so what about all the other people that are supposedly these things right and since i kind of got ostracized and kicked out of the fandom that's how it felt at first um i said fine you guys are going to call me hitler I'm going to go to the guy that the fandom considers so Hitler. So you pretty
1: much researched different people. I think I, we've I talked went, about them before. No, but. we
0: haven't. And I went and I looked into other people and I looked into the furry raiders and I pretty much approached them and I said, hey, so I'm apparently Hitler and I want to know why people are calling me a furry a raider and a Nazi and... And, uh, and I've been getting to know these guys, and, you know, and sometimes some of them say stupid shit, but when they say stupid shit, they get in trouble. Like
1: Exactly.
0: And that's something that people don't realize, is that the Furry Raiders is essentially just a group of people that...
1: Want to be furries.
0: Um, Furry is, like, their main thing, and they are all about free speech. They don't care about... I don't don't care about if you say something stupid. I mean, there's people of all ethnicities. And if you, like you said, there's people from all over the world in the group. And
1: if you say something stupid, you get in trouble. Yeah, we've we've
0: definitely seen people join the group and they act very irrationally. And then they get... Warned. Like suspended. Yeah, they get warned, suspended, and eventually they get kicked out.
1: Yeah, if they keep being stupid, yeah. Right,
0: that's what I'm saying. Um... But so, so I really enjoy talking with some people from the furry raiders, others, I'm like, I don't fucking get you. But that's the fandom anyways, that's, like,
1: yeah, that's everybody. That's, yeah, humanity and, in and general. Here's the thing is, is
0: when I'm going, I don't fucking get you. And it's usually furry stuff that I'm not fucking getting. Like, I'm looking at like, some weird furry, abstract furry thing. And I'm like, ah, uh, nope, that's not for me. But everyone else is like, "Oh my god, I love it!" And then you see it so, uh, so much in the fandom. So it's like they're just furries that have been ostracized and name called out of existing in the fandom. Um yeah, You know, and some of them,
1: a lot like, of them, yeah. You know, some of them still hide who they are because they don't want to get in they they enjoy the conversation with people and they hide. Who yeah, and not.
0: that's what's kind of sad about. The furry fandom this is like totally off topic um
1: we're always off topic but that's what's kind of sad about <laughs> the
0: furry fandom is we used to be all inclusive and we didn't care what people thought now obviously like if you're like a legit nazi just think about this for a second a legit nazi in the furry fandom i don't think so there are people that might claim that they're nazis but try me like i have i have yet to meet. i think i we did mention this once like we We've, we we uh, met somebody online who said that they were a Nazi, and he's also got, like, all of these, like, weird mental things wrong with him. And so it's like, dude, I don't really think you're Nazi. And I'm
1: sorry, but if you were a Nazi in the furry fandom, do you think a Nazi would really let uh, gays and everybody else exist?
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, if you just <laughs> think about it, like, rationally, Nazi, furry. It just doesn't make sense. Like, it's just there are it's, two paradoxes that don't...
1: <laughs> it's what people use to try to destroy you. You're a Nazi. You are racist. You are this. You are that. Trying to destroy you just by calling you a name because everybody go, Everybody throws it out like it's candy nowadays.
0: Right. It, I, you don't agree with me or you don't have the same viewpoints as me? You're a Nazi. You're a transphobe. You're... I mean, come on people, Like, if you're listening to this podcast, you have a pretty decent understanding that this is reality, this is how it is. So, yes, I was on the Furry Raiders podcast, I enjoyed it, we talked about some good things. If you just like listen to them talk, you'll realize that a lot of them are really open-minded people. Like I said, the thing with the Furry Raiders is we don't care what you talk about, we are all about free speech. And the way that free speech works is if you say something stupid... Uh, how would I say? Nature will take its course. You know what I mean? Like, so the furry raiders are all about like free, free, free thought, free speech within the furry fandom. They all want to be just furry again. They don't care what political affiliation you have, what your beliefs are with this or that, what religion you, they don't give a shit about that. They just want to be furry. They want to set all of that crap aside and they want to be furry.
1: Okay. Now... Before we go, is there anything else you want to discuss about uh, fat people, fat phobia, fat this, fat that, fat, oh, fat, fat, fat,
0: fat? Listen, I could talk about fat people all day. I know. I, what I could really talk about all day, which you don't really seem to want me to talk about because you're bored by it, is diet and nutrition no, 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 and no, no, all no, of these no, no, negative no, things no, that they're putting no, in our food. No, I,
1: no, I, I listen to you and I agree with you, and now they're starting to what? Uh, called GMO food bioengineered because they want to change the label of it cause, yeah cause too I, many just, people I just I just read statistics on
0: this actually it was ninety eight percent of Americans they know what GMO is and only fifty percent of Americans know what biologic bioengineered ingredients are so the government said ah we'll just kind of like with all this COVID stuff going on and all this nonsense, we'll just kind of swap the label. Well, and... this is what they've been doing
1: with everything lately. It's like change the name of something so people don't know what the hell they're talking about so they can keep hurting you.
0: Listen, our reality is being rewritten before our very eyes. And this fat acceptance movement is like a key part because not only are they... not This is the LGBT thing now, but... So the LGBT... They've been trying to convince us that trans women are women and trans men are men. Listen, I lived my life as a trans man for 10 plus years. I was not a man. And I understood that. And I still understand that. And nobody can convince me otherwise that a trans man is a man. And that's the whole argument. That's what people on the other side are arguing is that a trans woman is not a woman. A woman... I'm getting like my mind is blown with these trans women going, Oh my god, my first period, it sucks. It's like, bitch, you cannot have a period. So they've been rewriting so they're 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 testing our ability to think is what they're doing. Control they're control, trying to control, control the way that we think. They're trying to control reality. So they've been pushing the whole gender thing. <clears throat> Go ahead and be trans. I don't give a shit. But you're not a biological male or a biological woman. You are a trans man or a trans woman. Same with the fat acceptance movement. They are rewriting reality. They're saying that a fat person is healthy and skinny people are unhealthy. They are actually pushing this. And there are doctors on TikTok pushing this. Because they don't want to get in trouble. They no, don't want people no, no. Them. No, uh-uh. <laughs> no. They're doing it for different reasons. For brownie points, for clout, for... <clears throat> Oh, yeah. I don't know. They're, what I'm All trying right. to say though is that the fat acceptance movement is part of a bigger picture of our government rewriting reality. Because there's some big things coming, people. There are some big things coming, and they are trying to make us doubt everything. They're trying to make us so that we don't know what's real and what's not real. So when this bigger shit does come out, we don't even know how to, where to begin. Nineteen eighty four. Yes, <laughs> yes. Nineteen eighty four with doublespeak. They are double speaking things. Well, they are you know, people don't understand what you know. It's nineteen
1: eighty four. Was a what? Who wrote the book?
0: It was a dystopian. uh...
1: Wells. You know, no, what was his name? Yeah,
0: Orwell. Um, it's a so it's a dystopian novel. If you don't know what it is by now, I don't know what kind of rock you're living under. Because um, there's it's, a lot of people living it's, under it's, a lot of it's rocks. It's basically huh? like an American classic. Um, but, but they're
1: trying to get rid of it. Are they? yeah because they don't want you to know about 1984 because oh. the government's doing the pretty much the same damn thing rewriting history and throwing a and brave the truth. new world and yeah.
0: yeah um okay we're rambling but again. something else too like 1984 one of my other favorite books is fahrenheit 451 um i've always been like since i was a kid i've been a fan animal of farm. like dystopian novels yeah animal farm um but like Fahrenheit 451, you know, it was like they were banning books and they were burning books. Like if you don't know, if, in the future, firefighters don't actually put out fires; they go and they burn books because it's illegal to have books in the future because books, books spark creativity, books spark critical, like and, critical and thinking. Already, and they're already and they're already
1: banning books online. But they're but this is the thing is that else. in these
0: dystopian novels, 1984, Fahrenheit 451. Uh, Even Animal Farm, it's based on the premise that the masses cannot... They're not educated. Exactly. So, like, in Animal Farm, it's the pigs who are educated. The pigs are really the only ones that know how to read. There's a couple of animals that can read as well. Like, I think the raven understood. Um, But for the most part, the pigs would say, Oh, yes, this says this. Therefore, believe me. You know, I'm telling you what it says. Uh, Animal Farm, it was solely... The reason that the pigs were so successful in bringing in communism was because the animals were ill-educated. They didn't understand what was happening. Well, that's what, what the happening. government
1: and everybody else wants about humans. They want you to be uneducated. They want to be able to control you. I mean, I know everybody's going to say that's conspiracy theories, but it's true. I mean, look it's, at what's right. going
0: on. Right. Listen, this blows my mind too. I have been, I've, I've basically been a conspiracy theorist my whole life, but now within the last five years five six years i'd say um i'm starting to see and and all of this is coming to fruition like this is all news you now just look in, um in a lot of the things that were considered conspiracy theories 10 15 years ago they're coming to fruition um another thing too with conspiracy theories is i 10 years ago i could talk to people especially people on the left like I, I, ac- I accidentally surrounded myself around liberals because I was kind of considered a liberal. Um, Stop that.
1: Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to move my chair too much.
0: But I was considered a liberal, so I was around liberals all the time. And I would go off about conspiracy theories. And people enjoyed listening to me. They're like, oh, r- tell me more, tell me more. I want to learn more about these crazy things that you have to say. Well, guess what? The Democrats have very successfully convinced the left that conspiracy theory is a bad word so now as a conspiracy theorist i can't even discuss they go oh you're just a conspiracy theory conspiracy theorist you don't know what you're talking about throwing
1: those words around again that just you know like you know it's a dismissive term yeah like
0: i don't want to listen to what you have to say so i'm going to just shut you off right now by calling you a conspiracy theorist or calling you a nazi or a fat phobe or a transphobe or a sexist, or a bigot, or a capitalist, or a freethinker, or a Putin bootlip, bootlicker, or... No, <laughs> sorry, I had to keep going. <laughs> oh my god. All right, all right. Wolfie is Kona, and Kona is Wolfie. I'm so used to calling them Wolfie. Hey, Kona. <laughs> but uh no, so anyways, listen, just this fat acceptance movement, this body positivity movement, I think people need to just tell them no. I think when, I think when they go, oh, you're a skinny person and I'm, I'm oppressed because of you. No, you aren't. No. End of story. Done. This conversation's over. No, you're not oppressed. You are not oppressed because they're doing the same thing to us. They're like, oh, nope, you're skinny. I'm done having this conversation. You're skinny. It's time people that y'all need to start reclaiming reality. Reclaim reality. So when somebody tells you something that you know is false, like fat people, like like being overweight does not contribute to joint pain in your knees, no, that's false. That is absolutely false. Don't even, don't even, no, false. You're done, this conversation's done. Being obese does contribute to health effects. You're done. Because if they can get away with rewriting reality in the simplest of forms, like gender and obesity, just imagine what they're going to do with bigger things.
1: Oh, they've already been doing it with other things. And they people have. People just haven't even realized it. They
0: have. That's, that's kind of the point of this episode, is they have. They're rewriting reality. And people need to be a little more open to that, I think.
1: I think people need to be a lot open about a lot of Whether stuff. Whether
0: it's within the furry fandom, or within a geopolitical spectrum, or a... Or just within your own country whatever they have been rewriting your reality for years and it is just ramping up and that's my um that's my two cents there
1: that's your rambling for the day
0: (laughs) i could definitely ramble more um but hey y'all so i'm gonna be working on a podcast by myself without kona and I haven't, I'm just kind of like throwing this out there because if you guys want to hear like specific topics, just kind of comment below. More
1: detailed.
0: But yes, the point of the the other uh, podcast is this podcast is very furry focused. Uh, we, like, we definitely are targeting the furry audience now, but in my other podcast, I want to provide more data, go into like depth on topics uh, like deep dive. On a lot of different things.
1: Why Russia is not in the wrong, and Ukraine is. Like I
0: want, yes, exactly. Like I want to talk about the Russia-Ukraine thing. I want to talk about being trans. I want to talk about the statistics, the statistics behind trans people, behind body body positivity. Um, I would love to do an episode about like the ingredients that they put in our foods, what the companies, like all these different companies, are doing, just kind of things like that. So, like I said, if there's any specific topics that you guys would like to hear or learn more about, just let me know. Because I love researching. Lord knows, when I'm working on my my costumes, (laughs) I just listen and listen and listen to podcasts and different things. Or your art. Right. And when I find a word that I don't know, I go right to the internet and I look it up and I try to, like, oh. Man, like when I was learning Try about. Try not to
1: Google it because Google's gonna hide it from you.
0: Yeah, Google will hide it from you, but.
1: So is uh, Duck Duck go now.
0: Yeah, Duck Duck go. All
1: right. Well. Gotta love it. Anything are... else you want to say before we go? Poof.
0: They are rewriting our reality. Well, yeah. It is time, people, to step
1: up. Did you hear that, people? And claim
0: your reality back.
1: Listen, people, you can do it.
0: It all starts with one person. Do you guys remember that movie, A Bug's Life? Yeah. Remember what the ants learned? Yeah. And the crickets, the grasshoppers, whatever the hell they were. I think they were grasshoppers. Remember I've been that? A while. Remember? Remember that scene? Remember? Remember the scene with the grain? Where the grasshopper he took one grain and he threw it at the other grasshopper and he said did that hurt. And he goes, oh, no, that didn't hurt. That was no." And he throws another one. Did that hurt? No, that didn't hurt either. He throws another one. That didn't hurt. See, it doesn't hurt when I throw a single grain at you, does it? And the grasshoppers all start laughing. And then the leader takes his foot and he kicks off the cap for the grain and the grasshopper that he was throwing the grain, the single grains at, he just gets pummeled with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of grains. And I don't even remember if the character survived or not. He
1: probably did.
0: But, um, he goes, and that was the whole point. He goes, listen, grasshoppers, one ant is not an issue but when they all wake up and they realize that standing together makes them powerful that's when we lose our power
1: so what you're telling is you're telling people to stand up take your power back from the government that keeps suppressing you and wake up
0: take your power back
1: huh? well, this is kona
0: and this is shark
1: <laughs> adiós amigos poof put fu- put fu-
0: put poof fuzzy butts buts. fuzzy butt <laughs> poof whoever you are good day Adios. Bye. Uh, Yeah, poof.